We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Luke chapter 18. We're going to read one verse, a verse you know. Some of you probably can quote it, verse 27. Then he, and, and he said, that Things that are impossible with men are possible with God. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. And I want to talk a little bit about, maybe have some conversation about life's interruptions. Life's interruptions. Life's interruptions are the times of life when things just don't seem to be going as they planned. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Just about every week? Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you have a plan. And, you know, we outline, our, if you think about it, we outline our, our lives daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. We, we set an outline in our life about what we want to do, what we're going to do, when we're going to go on vacation, for, for what we're going to do today. Okay, here's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And we, this is what I'm going to do this week. We set those outlines in our life. We, we plan family events, relationship events, work events, church activities, all kinds of things. Then all of a sudden the plans change, get rearranged. And it, so interruptions can do one or two things. Interruptions in your life can make you or break you. And the choice is yours. Interruptions in your life can make you and break you. What, what would you consider an interruption in your life? COVID. Big one. An interruption in your life. What's that? Car wreck. Bruce said amen. Alarm clock? You don't live by them, do you, Jesse? Okay. Day, week, month, an interruption. Loss of job, yeah. Okay. There are all kind of interruptions, aren't there? There are all kind of interruptions. We, here's the thing: we can learn from them, or we can be resentful. You ever said, "Why'd you do this, God?" You ever? Well, I have. Why did you do that, God? Uh, we can close ourselves off from God. Listen, God, God's not upset when you ask those kind of questions. The Bible just tells us not to foolishly blame Him or accuse Him. Don't foolishly accuse Him of something. He doesn't mind if you ask why, but He doesn't want us to foolishly accuse Him of things. That, that, there's a key in that. Many of life's lessons are learned from interruptions. A lot of the things that you've learned in life are from interruptions. Things that happen that you weren't expecting. Here's a life's bit, big interruption for a newly married couple. Guess what, honey? That's a big, that's an interrupt life. You know, you're tooling along there. And, hey. Joseph's life, when we read the story of Joseph, was interrupted by some experiences. That he could have either been bitter or discouraged. We've heard this preached a million times. He could have been bitter about it. He could have been discouraged. He could have done all those things. And in each part of the interruption of Joseph's life, he had to make a choice. Every time something happened to Joseph, he had to make a choice. He had to make a spiritual choice, a mental choice, an emotional choice, a personal choice. Every time he went through something, he had to make a choice. Am I going to be bitter? Am I going to be discouraged or I'm going to keep going? Sometimes it's just when all you've done is everything, all you can do is stand. Sometimes it's just standing. 
even though his dream was revealed, God revealed a dream to him that he was going to be in a place of authority. And then look what happened. Because the revelatory dream that God gave him was what caused his brothers to really dislike him. Yeah, if he'd have kept his mouth shut. See, that's the problem with little brothers. They can't keep their mouth shut. I had two. I often encourage them to keep their mouth shut. I often help them keep their mouth shut. Yeah. I mean, because his, his, our dad didn't really like our mom. That would make me mad at my dad. Yeah. And, you know, he, not that he did with her, but he really didn't love her. Right. Like he loved Jacob. Yeah. And that would make me mad at my dad when, when his dad spent the day drinking drinking. Yeah. That just put the icing on the cake. Yeah. I mean, I could see yeah. yeah. And then he's collecting the rest of his elders. He's bowing down to me. Yeah. That's it. It's bad enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, isn't it easy to look at biblical characters and just really make a good judgment about it? When in fact, you know what? Those characters are there to reveal something to us about ourselves. All Bible characters are there to reveal something to us about ourselves. Characters. Character flaws, those type of things. So, I, you know, I have to agree, Darren. I, you know, I mean, when it, when it comes down to it, I had two younger brothers, one older. I, I probably would have been like that. I'd probably been a Reuben. I'd have probably been one of those, you know, I'd have probably one of those guys that said, okay, the first chance I get. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not only are we going to put him in his place, yeah, we're going to get something for it. Even though his dreams revealed that, revealed that authoritative place, it took an interruption in his life to prepare him for it. That, that's really what prepared the, the place that Joseph got to, he would never have gotten to had he not had the interruptions. Those things are what prepared him. They, they, they were a guide to get him into the place where he was going to wind up being. So don't let change and interruption in your life discourage you. It's hard, right? It's easy to say. It's easy to say. But when things happen that are devastating or hard, you, you know, it's, it's hard not to get discouraged. It's, it's hard not to get down about it. But we have to realize something, that in all of those, if we look at the Old Testament, type and shadow in the New Testament, understand that our interruptions are built and made there so that we can come to that place that God has for us down the road. God already knew what Joseph was going to be, but he had to get Joseph to believe it. And the only way to do that was to have all these interruptions in his life. So uh, just be faithful and obedient. You know, the, the, the biggest things in Scripture that teach us is being faithful and obedient, especially in the interruptions. When things are floating along good, faithfulness and obedience is fairly easy. But when, think, man, when you cross the track and the train hits you, then, you know, being faithful and obedient takes on a new meaning. Just to understand that God's preparing you for what's coming next in your life. God doesn't let us float. We, we don't float. Everything in our lives is a preparation. We're, we're, we're here being prepared for, the, for the, the kingdom to come, not the kingdom that we're living in. This, this is the kingdom that we're living in. You know, that's, that's a mistake that a lot of people make in Scripture where Jesus said you must be born again to enter the kingdom. You must be born again to enter the kingdom. He's talking about the kingdom, the kingdom of God, this kingdom that we're in right now. 
But the kingdom to come is a whole different kingdom. We're, we're in training for that kingdom. So everything you go through, every interruption you have, is in training for that kingdom. We, we really don't have a biblical clue as to what we're going to be doing in that kingdom. If you look, we don't really have an understanding of what's going to, you know, some people say, uh, man, if I'm just going to stand up there and say hallelujah for the rest of eternity, I, I'd rather do something else because that's the mindset because we don't have a clue about what's going to go on. But I can guarantee you, as magnificent as God is and what he created here, just can't, can't imagine what it's going to be like. So don't get discouraged. Be faithful. Joseph could have allowed these things to break him, but, you know, instead he allowed it to make him. And that's the key. Don't let interruptions break you. Let them make you. Let them build you. Uh, when he was sold into slavery by his brothers, that was a good time to be bitter. That would have been a good time to be bitter. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, why are my brothers doing that? Wait a minute. God gave me a dream, but I'm being sold off as a slave? Wait a minute. I mean, it would have been real easy to start getting bitter. But sometimes when we have change in our life and interruption comes our way, we, we tend to get negative. Isn't that amazing about humanity? It's easier to see the negative than it is the positive. Has anybody in here thought about the positive aspects of the coronavirus? Positive aspects. Because it's easy to see the negative. Yeah, hey, that's up there. Yeah, <laughs> that's up there. Yeah, that's pretty good positive. It's easy to look at the negative, but when we can, when we can learn that that God wants us to look that there's a positive aspect to everything that's going on, we need to look for it because it's that influence of the positivity of it that has in your life that causes you to grow. When he was thrown into prison, bad enough his brother sold him. When he's thrown into prison, now that would have been a good time to be resentful and angry. I'm not going to ask the question, but you ever, you know, don't, don't answer. I'm not going to answer either. Have you ever been in jail? Don't answer it, and I won't either. Well, I'll be okay. Yeah. Bad enough, he's thrown into prison. He got thrown into prison, but he's doing the right thing. So easy to get angry, resent. You ever done the right thing and got dinged for it? Uh-huh. I have. I've done the right thing before and got dinged for it. Yeah. Wasn't God that dinged me. It was man. But understand, that's okay. Because in the process, God is building. God is growing. After all, listen, people just failed him over and over and over and over and over and over again. People just kept fa- God never failed him. People are going to fail us over and over and over. It's going to happen. His brothers sold him. Potiphar's wife lied about him. Cupbearer forgot about him. All those things. He had every opportunity to lose faith, didn't he? Every opportunity. Not just in people, but the bigger thing is the dream that he had. You wonder, because the Bible doesn't tell us, but you wonder, as he sat in prison or as he was a slave, as he, all these things were going on, did he ever wonder, was that a pizza dream? You know what a pizza dream is, right? Okay. Was that a pizza? Would I, did I spill off on my brothers on a pizza dream? Did I tell them all this stuff and it was a pizza dream? 
Am I getting what I deserve? Because it was a pizza dream. You wonder if he was thinking that. If he had become bitter, he would have never achieved in life what God had already designed and purposed in his life. You understand, God has designed and purposed in your life something already. There's a pinnacle, and when you hit the pinnacle, it's not how old you are, but when you hit the pinnacle of purpose is when God calls you home. It's not how old you are. God doesn't, doesn't determine our lives by time. He determines our lives by purpose. And so when we hit that place in purpose is when God calls us home. But if we're never, you know, some people would say, well, listen, then I'm just going to back off from my purpose and my calling. That way I'll never get called home. No. You're going to eventually get called home. I'd rather be called home having completed my purpose, completed, than I would backing off and sitting there and not doing anything. When you have an interruption in, the, in your life, just rest assured, God's going to bring the dreams that you have. He's faithful. The, the dreams that you have, the dreams that God's given you, He's going to bring them uh, in, into your life. Life's interruptions can teach you how to handle your pride. Well, I'm not proud. I'm not. Americans are some of the most proudful people in the world. We don't even recognize our pride a lot of times. We don't even recognize that it is pride. How many of us would drive a 12-year-old vehicle? Yeah. How many of us would go to our high school reunion driving our old vehicle? Okay. Just, yeah, okay. Uh, most Americans won't. They would rather go rent a vehicle and drive a, drive, you know, driving up in that BMW. It's rented, and they, pour, they tore the sticker off of it. I knew a guy who did this. Tore the, you know, the rental company that has their sticker on there, tore the sticker off. Yeah, he, yeah, he, 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 he rode up in a... Uh oh. Yeah. 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 We're going to take care of y'all. Yeah. Pride slips into our lives really easily. Let me just bring it on home here in church. Many people really won't even come down to an altar because of pride. Many people really won't worship God like they know how and know what they should do because of pride. Many people will never spill their needs to others and have them pray with them because of their pride. Now, we're talking church folk here. When, in fact, God wants to eliminate that. that you know, a lot of times God takes us through things to take pride out of our life, to take pride out of our life. You know, again, there are times when things don't seem to be going the way they ought to, you know, especially in our life. And so if we allow, just allow God to teach us in the moment, and this is big in pride, if you'll allow God to teach you in the moment, what will happen is not only will you grow spiritually, but you're going to profit in a life experience. Not only will you grow spiritually, but because of that, in life experience, with you're dealing with other people in other situations, if you grow in that and learn in that, then in those experiences, you will really be profitable 
You, you, ever, you ever met that person? That, okay, we have a problem. Call so-and-so. At work, we have this problem. Call so-and-so. You know what they've done? They've established something in everybody's mind. They've established that they know what to do. And generally, when you find the so-and-so and they get there, most of the time they know what to do. But there are several times that they don't. But they know how to find out. But what happens is people, people learn. A person like that, you usually will find, you think of a person that's arrogant, that's that way. But most of the people that are go-to people in businesses are very meek and humble. They're not arrogant. Not the go-to people. There are those in every job that want you to think they're the go-to person. And they'll tell you. They'll talk your game for you. They'll tell you everything. But then when it comes down to, okay, we need to have this fixed, they're like, oh, man, I hurt my back. Something will come up where they're not available. It's a pride thing. Life's interruptions are designed to prepare us for greater service in in the kingdom of God. Everything that you go to is to bring you to a new level in the service in God's kingdom. You're never supposed to be in the same level year after year in God's kingdom. You should grow in that. Even in in that same level, you should grow. God promotes people in His kingdom. And for instance, a person that becomes a pastor has had the heart of a pastor and done the work of a pastor years before they ever become a pastor. It's because God grows you and teaches you and you learn those things. And it's that way about anything in God's kingdom. I just use pastor because of me. It's that way. And, and God expects me to be a different pastor in 21 than he did in 20. If I'm the same pastor in 21 than I am in 20, there's a problem. There's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because pride is self. Yeah. Pride is self. That's, you know, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And if you've ever been a proud person, you know exactly what I'm saying. Yes, sir. I mean, it's happened to me. When you get proudful, get ready. There's destruction coming in your life. Uh, instead of getting negative and downcast, look for God's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you, I used to have this saying, and I quit saying it. The light at the end of the tunnel is the train coming at you. That's negative. Understand this. Instead of thinking negatively about things, and when you have interruptions in your life, just understand, you know what? There's God's light at the end. He was. He's already there. He's already prepped it. He's already got me ready to get to the end. And that's the thing. If God already knows it, he has the confidence and the faith in you that you're going to make it. That's a mistake we make as Christians. We don't understand that we have faith in God, but God has faith in us. He believes in us. He, God believes in you. He believes you're going to go and you're going to make it. When interruptions come your way, ask God to prepare you for greater service. When an interruption in your life comes, realize it. Hey, God's about to prepare me for a greater service than what I'm doing now. Okay, God, what you show me, give me the direction. Just show me. Just show me. Life's interruptions, they didn't only prepare Joseph for his greater service because 
those interruptions. Listen, the pit was an interruption. Potiphar, Potiphar's wife, the prison, all of those were interruptions in his life that trained him to become what he became. And that was the second in command to Pharaoh. They caused doors to open for him that had, would never have opened for him. He would have, listen, while in prison, a door opened for him for him to be able to interpret a dream that would bring him to a place, a high place, but he was in prison. He had to be in prison to have to get there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you wonder? Right. He didn't have to say a word. Could have kept it to himself. Do you wonder if all that he went through was just about pride? That the only way he was going to be number two in the kingdom of Pharaoh was that all this pride in his life had to be totally destroyed before he could become that person. Because he would never have done to his family what he had done had he had pride. Pride would have caused him to have his brothers killed. I'll show you. You remember my dream? Now, here we go. Pride would have done that. Yeah. Right. That would have been the end of no Jesus. The Israelites would have been gone. No Jesus. What? No. He never brought it up again. Yeah. yeah. You know, Jesse, I think he said, I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. I said, no, he, didn't, he didn't say that. that, that was, no, he didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah, the brothers around, huh, does this seem familiar to y'all? That's what Pastor Don would have done. That's, that's why Pastor Don's not second in command in, in the United States. Pharaoh places Joseph in this unique position of authority. And Joseph had been well prepared to succeed. God had already prepared Joseph to succeed in what he did. Because you know the story. Let's not go through the whole story. But because of what Joseph did, he, all the things he went through prepared him to have the mind and the mindset of God to do the things that he did. And that's why Pharaoh loved him so much. You know, I would bet that when Joseph was thrown in the pit as a boy and sold as a slave, he probably wondered, now, are my dreams going to really come true? He probably did. He's no different than the rest of us. As he sat in prison, I'll bet he's asking, how can this be? I'm supposed to be, how can this be? I think God slowly was cutting away at the pride. This is impossible. This, is, this can't be happening. After all, God, you showed me. But the Lord turned every one of Joseph's interruptions to benefit. Look at it. Every interruption he had was turned to benefit him. Don't think because you're going through something that there's an interruption in your life that it's a negative. God can turn it to the benefit of you in every single one of them. That's his desire. He kept, Joseph kept his heart right, and that's what allowed God to work in his life. He just kept his heart right. Right. How many more years was he in prison? Right. He just forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. 
He, there was a point, and understand this, that God knows this about us. There was a point of him being in prison where God knew, okay, he's about to be elevated. And there was a point in prison where God knew he's ready. And so now he was called on. But you're right. He sat there and sat there and was forgotten. Well, God didn't forget him. God was just continually. Could, could, do you think him sitting in that prison, he was thinking, Man, this is it. This is, it's over. I'm done. That dream, I hope I never see my brothers again because they're going to laugh at me. He allowed his experiences to teach him humility and to show that God would work in any situation. Do we really? The worst thing we can do is panic. The worst thing we do is panic. But a lot of times in our lives we panic, but we just understand in every situation that we come across in our life, God can and will work in it. He can and will work in it. All we've got to do is re- is just remain, remain, when all you can do is just, just stand. As well, he understood that those interruptions were actually God's opportunities. Those interruptions were God's opportunities. He just stayed faithful. Not only did his interpretations bring uh, him into a place of prominence, and here's the thing that that's got to be, we have to really understand about why we go through things. He went through those things to get him into a place of prominence, not for him to be in a place of prominence, but to save his family. That was the total design of it. Because after all, the lineage came through his family. Jesus Christ's lineage came through his family. And so God did all of that, not so Joseph could hail, I had the dream and I'm living the dream and the dream's real and you dudes, you, you know what? None of that. It was to save his family. And a lot of times in your life and mine, we go through those things and it's not to bring us to that place of exaltation, but it's to the saving of someone and maybe even our own family. How we handle situations sometimes is how our children or our, our grandparents or our, our parents or our brothers and sisters that are outside of our, how they view what they see us go through could, could be the very thing that brings them to God. You ever seen that person that, man, they've gone through it and they've gone through it. and we re, You respect a person for that, but you know what? You, you want to know how they did it. Man, how did you go through that? How did you make it through? Sometimes we go through situations that just are not for our benefit. They're for someone else's benefit and someone else's benefit only. So as you encounter life's interruptions, what we read in Luke 18 and 27 has to be to the forefront of our mind. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. When you think what you're going through, this can't be true. This is impossible. Just understand something. It is possible with God. He is bringing interruptions are nothing more, again, than God's possibilities. God's possibilities. Every interruption in your life and mine is just a possibility for God in our life to do something greater and bigger, to grow us, to make us become more in the kingdom. Please don't think as a saint of God that God's design is for you to next year to be a saint of God. And next year to be a saint of God. And next year to be a saint of God. He, th- that should be a given that you're always going to be a saint of God, right? That should be a given. Now, I'm not a once saved, always saved guy. You know, everybody's got, got interpretations of that. Uh, 
I, don't, I think the Scripture bears out that nothing can take God's love away from you, but it bears out that you can walk away from God's love. You can walk away from There's There are people in the Scripture that did, and Paul talks about them. But, but understand this. The given should be that we're just, we should always be saved, right? Once we're, we should always be. I, I mean, you, why, why would we leave this? But understand that God intends you to do this. Here's the ground floor of, of being a saint of God. But on that ground floor, he tends this to happen in your life, and this to happen in your life, this to happen in your life, this to happen in your life. Become greater and greater and greater and greater. He wants to build you and build you and build you. Why? Because there's a kingdom coming. There's a kingdom coming. Right. Yeah. Most theologians will tell you the story of Joseph because you don't read anything negative about Joseph. About Joseph's, do you believe Joseph had sin in his life? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So he had sin in his life. But you don't really read about any of those. You you know you read about Abraham. Did Abraham have problems? Listen, have you ever read Hebrews eleven? You know what it says about Abraham. But what does it say about Abraham? Have you ever actually read it? It says, Abraham stumbled not at the promises of God. Excuse me? Hagar? You know, posing his wife off as his sister twice? Wait a minute. You understand something here. There are pictures and types and shadows. Joseph is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ but it's also a type and shadow of the church and a type and shadow of the Christian. Exactly. All of those things, his life typifies what we should do and bear. So, so life's interruptions. You know what? Just interruption. When I was a kid on the regular TV, at 6 o'clock in the morning, the TV came on, and there was this bullseye-looking thing, or what would you call it, but it had, the, it had a Native American he, he, Indian with a headdress on at 6 o'clock in the morning. So the national anthem played. At midnight, the national anthem played, and pshht, for the rest of the night, you could leave your TV on, but all you saw was the American Indian, and they had a sound on there. You had to turn it down. Every so often in a show, it would say, pardon the interruption. Because something happened when somebody was running a movie or a, something happened, and it was a technical, they call it technical difficulty today. Back then it just said, pardon the interruption. So don't, listen, don't be afraid of interruptions in your life. It's coming back on. Your life's coming back on. God bless you. Anybody have anything else? You Embrace the interruptions. For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather, and you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.